Now, guys, hey, good to see you guys. Uh, we're here. I've got Jose working with us, and Shelby is absent. She is out cutting uh, firewood for us uh, for the week because it is so cold in our uh, geography. Uh, it, but I can tell you um, the cold weather is worth it when you see those beautiful penguins all in black and white. Uh, just beautiful scenery uh, up on our area. Um, good to see you. It's been a week or so. It's good to be uh, seen. It's good to be seen anywhere, um, unless it's a breaking and entering thing. That's a different deal. So what has been going on with you guys for the last couple of weeks? Anything new and exciting? No, not really. I mean, oh, just... oh, almost dying in a car crash and <laughs> screwing up your car is not nothing. Is that how the police report re yeah. reads? She, she wow. wants. She wants your Hummer. She wants your Hummer. She wants to feel safe. Yeah, come on. I need. I need something big to protect me. No, it. It was literally nothing. I. I. There was no way I was going over three miles an hour when. When it just was such a fluke thing. I mean, once ice gets you, you have no control in those situations when the ice man I mean, gets you yeah it's like the monkey on your back baby when the ice man gets you there's no turning back yeah exactly as far so, as as no, far as the hummer is concerned you may not have been keeping up with news but world war three is about to happen and i am ready i've got my long underwear on and my boots somewhere right by my uh, rice krispies and i'm ready to deploy but you're, Wait, you're talking about Rice Krispie treats or just Rice Krispie? Oh, the treats. Yeah, okay, come on. Sure. Jesus, well, I'm not stupid. Well, you know, you know, there's a coin shortage, though, right? A coin shortage. No, tell me about. You mean they're really small coins? Yeah, America officially is out of common sense. <laughs> you know, being, you're like he's still still staring. <laughs> I've got that deer in the headlights look from you, Bill. Wow, I got it. All right. Well, so um, other than writing jokes for Jay Leno, what have you been okay. up to? What, what have you been uh, up to, uh, Mac? I'll call you Mac. What the hell? I know that I was just telling uh, Pipes I had uh, my wife and I had the grandkids this weekend. It's Friday, Saturday. And uh, I slept like a baby Saturday night. <laughs> I was out. <laughs> Boom. Gone. How, how many grandkids? Two got a wow. boy and a girl. All right, Tw um, just over four years and and twenty and the other one's twenty one months. Okay, how was how was the holiday meal, the Thanksgiving? How did that work out for everybody? I went to my brother's. It was just my brother, his wife, and himself. The three of us. Brother, every his, our okay. family is dysfunctional when it comes to holidays because of a a tyrant amongst the family somewhere, and so we split. My wife goes to her family. Wow, and, and and I go to mine, and uh, unless we host it, so. we we, um, we did a podcast about a nine-hour marathon that has been well. You'll hear about it uh, on national news on weaponizing the holidays and how a lot of people, uh, including one of my personalities, will wait till um, there's a mass gathering that sometimes could be a mass shooting but a mass gathering at a holiday event to break any kind of news. And for some reason, people who do that seem like it's unfair to themselves to have to repeat bad news over and over again for 
you know dozens of people, so they elect to wait for a holiday meal. That's kind of crazy. We had, uh, but you had it. You enjoyed yourself. Oh yes, absolutely. Now I want to hear what the news was. I, I, I'm on pins and needles to hear about what happened at your dinner. Oh well, go to my podcast. Uh, uh, just the tip podcast on where are we at? Uh, where uh, Spotify? Yeah, we. Who's that guy that we aced out of first place? Joe Reagan. Joe. Oh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, he's history now. Uh, well, this is interesting though. I will tell you. Here's here's the news. So we um, were at uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, Joey and Patty. Uh, cook because I'm always doing surveillance for security issues uh, along with our animals. Uh, and there was an older couple, about 89, I think, and the more white meat they ate from the fried turkey, the, the more intense, the heavy petting and, and making out was. <laughs> so, you know, you hear about all, it's weird. What'd you marinate it with? <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it's just, a, what is it, turkey of melatonin? Melatonin? Me melatonin? Uh, t uh, tonin and ecstasy. Melatonin and ecstasy. Yeah, I think that's what it was. <laughs> is, that what, is that what you base the turkey with? Huh? Well, you got you got to keep it moist. So it's interesting. That's what she said. Yeah. Yes. And so it's interesting. <laughs> we're at the dinner table, and everyone is enjoying themselves. We're watching the um, octogenarians. That they're meat eaters, right? The octogenarians, yeah. Um, they're making out, and there's an older couple. Nine. Are you talking about Joe and Jill Biden? Is that who you're talking about? <laughs> they weren't invited uh, oh, okay. for whatever reason. Uh, can't figure out why. But there's a 94-year-old couple that are just staring at each other, cro arms crossed. They're just clearly pissed off. They're clearly trying to weaponize um, the Thanksgiving meal. And at that point, I said, enough's enough. What's, go what's going on with you guys? And he says, you know, can't we just enjoy ourselves? And, and they're saying, you know, I've tried to enjoy myself. The guy's saying, I'm trying to enjoy myself. I'm trying to be romantic. In fact, uh, two weeks ago, I think it was his wife's 97th birthday. So he, yeah, crazy. And so he didn't know what to do. So he went on the internet until he realized that he didn't know how to turn on the computer. And he asked my son, Joey, to find an appropriate gift for his wife of 68. I would have said 69, but you would have thought that predictable. What the fuck? 69 <laughs> years. And so Joey says, I got the idea. He says, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to get it, and you'll both be surprised. And so he said, he said to this guy, this Joyce says, give me 200 bucks. I'll, I'll, I'll get a gift that both of you will remember. So he goes, not to Frederick's of Hollywood, but what's that place um, that you tried to do a, a, be a, a maintenance guy at, Mac? What, Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret. And yeah. so he goes to Victoria's Secret and they get an apps. I got double pay. Yeah, double pay. <laughs> you got, um, so he had, went to Victoria's Secret and he got Ooh. an absolutely sheer see-through negligee for this 97 year old so he goes here's my 200 bucks this is i better be surprised i better be happily surprised so he hands her he hands her the gift and she goes upstairs to put it on and she puts this thing she's a really a little bit reluctant but it's absolutely see-through she gets totally <sighs> naked puts this on and she comes out the door and he said god damn it for 200 dollars, you would think 
you would absolutely fucking think that they were taking a moment to iron the negligee. Can you believe that? So at this point, I calm everyone down, bring out the melatonin and ecstasy, and I started thinking about what should we talk about tonight. And so this is, you guys having trouble breathing? Can we get, do they have 911 in your area or is it too cold? They got, they're, they're sliding over the road. Okay. Their vehicles are sliding all over the road. This, okay, this is what I want to know today. One, okay. one is how to get better jokes out of uh, octogenarian sex. And two, is sex over 60, is it a thing? Is it something that we only hope for? Is it important? Should we even talk about it on Sexual Healing uh, Podcast? We're here with, oh, there's our audience. Thanks for showing up. Uh, we're here with Mac and Pipes. Um, Jose is, uh, is here. Shelby is out getting firewood. And we've got our canine team uh, surveying and uh, patrolling the perimeter, keeping us safe so we can educate and entertain. Talk to us about... Uh, Sex over sixty, I guess. You're the of the three of us, uh, pipes. You're the closest to that number. What What are your thoughts? <laughs> so you get it that I at least you could have ironed the negligee for two hundred bucks. See, he saw through her skin and was all wrinkly. That was the joke. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh. I I I got it because the closer I get to sixty, <laughs> the more that's the reality of every. Of everybody, not just our lovely ninety-plus-year-old women. Well, I got to um, retaliate. I'll I'll protect you at towards the end. I'll tell you a joke that goes the other gender side. So go okay. ahead, go okay. ahead, there, pipes. Wait, how many yeah, genders I, I, are there, Jose? I think that that that's a that's a funny joke, but stuck into so much reality. But I think that plays into sex after 60, 50, 60. 70 is perception and how people feel about them their their outer bodies because women who have the confidence that stretch marks don't matter and if things aren't as perky as they used to be their sexual um health and their sexual partnership is so much better if you just embrace who you are we're all getting older we're all going down the path nothing is going to look exactly the same unless you're doing things that are just so ridiculously artificial which the majority of, of the population are not going to do so embracing you know our newfound nuances body nuances is half the battle of having good sex as, as we move up in age let me ask you this, Mac. Is it the perception of the 60-year-old couple on up, or is it the perception of guys, couples in their 20s, 25-year age group that, one, don't really realize that their parents um, still have sex? Uh, is it that they're naive or they're embarrassed about... Um, older couples, parents, grandparents being intimate. What What is the issue here? Oh, God, that would be such a great um, topic of conversation for all of our children who are in that, you know, mid to late 20s, early 30s kind of an, an age bracket. 
for the, to ask them that question, that actually is, is a per, maybe we'll TikTok that or something. Okay. Um, because that's actually a, a great thing. Like, what? How do you feel? Are you comfortable with your parents' sexuality, or do you think that it has to end at a certain time? I would love actually to know what their thought process is. I I have pretty good conversations with my children about you know obviously our podcast and and things that we're doing and and our back history of dealing with erectile dysfunction and and all kinds of, of sexual issues versus the healthy aspect of it so that that's a really great opportunity for us maybe to ask our kids who are pretty open with us because this is look at the people that they've been raised with they've had no choice but to have conversations about so many things. My kids know more about erectile dysfunction than young 20-year-old girls should know, you know? But, you know, that that was my life. And so they listened to it because a lot of people ask me questions about what they could do about their sexuality moving forward. Well, I'm going to have Jose throw out some websites and our emails on Sexual Health Podcast on where people can join in and give us their views. So that's a great idea, uh, Pipes. But Mac, what do you do? You have a prediction on where people are going to come across the younger couples out there who clearly are are listening to us uh, and. Uh, listening with bated breath. I'm not sure what that is, but that's something bated you know, breath. I guess that's when you fog up a mirror. I don't know yeah. what bated breath is. But, you know, you reflect back when we were young, right? We're just, you know, we're, we're uh, just, we reached puberty and we're thinking about our parents having sex. It was disgusting. Like, oh my God, I can't imagine my parents have sex. And they were, what, only 40, 35 or 40 at that time. But, you know, there's a, there's a survey done about sexual activity between 65 and 80 year olds and it's just under 50 percent of the people surveyed said they're are sexually active so it's real is is it kind of taboo i think it is we, we in the last 15 years we've basically come to not talk about sex and seeing advertisements on the little blue pill and uh, you know it's going to get there it's going to become more mainstream we talk about senior sex if, the, if we label it that but it's it's real. It's active. I mean, I'm in that age group. I think we all are, and you know, I'm I'm not shriveled up and dying, so I'm going to continue. But there's different ways we can participate in it or okay. prepare ourselves, our mindset, and, and there's different ways to get there and enjoy it and make it as good as it ever has been. Well, uh, let me ask you this, pipes. Hold, hold on, pipes. Do you think the whole idea of senior sex being taboo? has to do with senior prom night in high school or is that a, is that something different oh they're definitely connected <laughs> okay hands up go ahead you catapult 50 years into your world and now now you're in senior sex but no i i think that that mac hit, hit a good point is the taboo aspect of like older people continuing down a healthy sexual relationship but here's the other thing. Let's just think about what is comfortable to discuss. We can discuss erectile dysfunction because we've got the little blue pill. We've got all of these things that are kind of a little bit more mainstream. Okay, now let's just throw out vaginal dryness. 
I'd anybody, get rid of it. Anybody? Any takers? Anyone? Anybody want to talk about it? Throw it out, but I ain't catching it. <laughs> well, here's that, that's it. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it. But you know, it's funny. It's, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's a very, very big deal, uh, and very simple to address. Um, you just talk to your doctor, and for those who are good candidates. Uh, vaginal. But, but what I'm saying is mainstream media will talk about erectile dysfunction and will talk about, you know, that men deal with erectile dysfunction in so many different aspects and we've got the pills and blah, 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 blah. There are not a ton of commercials about vaginal dryness or painful intercourse with females. There's the big difference. So you've got, you've got two conversations that aren't coming together well but this is an opportunity this is an opportunity to enjoy a threesome now what i mean by a threesome <laughs> is you and your partner and you introduce a sex toy or a lubricant that's the third part okay, yeah, i've got, yeah, I've got yeah. jose i've got jose here luckily shelby's gone but i've got jose here and cody and uh tucker so who are the two odd men out Am I well, am I sitting with the leashes again, son of a bitch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. well, my my point is that you know, as as Pipes mentioned, oh. vaginal dryness. You introduce a third element, patient or a sex toy, and that's your threesome, right? You have your partner, your threesome. So you can look at it however you want, but your opportunity to explore and hopefully that partner you've been with, you're, you're at that communicative level where you can say, hey, let's introduce this or do that and different things. You know, we, we had talked about this topic and there's a lady by the name of Joan, um, Joan Price. And she has a website, joanprice.com. She has a blog about senior sex and some great, great ideas. Um, and I encourage our listeners to, after listening to this great <laughs> performance, go on to joanprice.com because she's a, a lot of great insight on that. So, well, you but always... it's real. But Pipes made a very good point. Excuse me, Bill. Price made a very good point. Women's sexual dysfunction has been taboo for a long, long, well, forever. Now, it may be on the cusp of breaking out. We've gotten to men. There's plenty on ED out there, but it takes two. And we we have to break that taboo and talk about the other side. Instead of all this wokeness we're into about same sex and all this other crap, if we're going to talk about the, you know, the... What, what, no, men you're, and women. You're, the, people, you're, the people that brought all the woke people into the world. Yeah. Make right. want to have some intimacy. I mean, that that's where we what we need to be talking about is because that that is just not a subject. Sexual health is is becoming more mainstream. Not as mainstream as any of us think that it should be. But again, talking about erectile dysfunction versus talking about menopause and the effect. We've talked about this numerous times, which I love, love, love. And that's the reason that we're doing what we're doing. But but now put those two together and have those two people have a conversation. I can't necessarily give, get a really hard erection. And you know what? I really want a really hard erection in me because it's painful. Right. And but now what do we do? Well, and, what, and what we do is we blow out the concept that it has to be a moneymaker to address it. So that's never going to happen from a national discussion point of view, but it certainly can happen one on one. There's plenty of lubricants being sold out there. There's got to be some type of problem. Yeah. No, but, but, get, but I, I'm even just talking about the conversation between the man and the woman. The man 
erectile dysfunction and the woman who is having painful um, intercourse. Don't that cause. All right, so we're getting some breakup here. I think it's um, the horrible weather conditions uh, that Pipes is uh, dealing with. Um, so that I th might be the truth. Okay, you're. No, I think he's getting fired up on the conversation. Yeah. It's just that energy's come by and it's inter it's interfering with the. All right. Everything. So. so oh, Jose's uncomfortable, so he's going to start blocking me. <laughs> no, I, I like the energy. Go for it, little lady. So I think you're going to have a black stripe over the eyes, so we don't know who's talking. <laughs> um, but when you think about it, and when you think about men who, from a marketing point of view, um, and from a machismo point of view, are quite sexual, when you think of 20 to 30-year-olds who pride themselves in their physical abilities and sexuality, if they don't get that the other gender can have similar issues, and if they don't understand that seniors should, can, and have every, have every right to uh, explore their own sexuality, it, it, almost by definition, those two entities are repressed. Uh, and I, I find it very interesting that there are a lot of people who are uncomfortable with the fact that granddaddy and grandma can, are worried about being uh, uh, maintaining their sexuality. You mentioned, Mac, a, a couple studies out there that talk about how important sexual function is for uh, people, I think, over... 372 years of age, whatever that was. But keep in mind, there's a lot of data on um, senior living centers where venereal disease is rampant. And yep. there are the children, the grandchildren who put grandma and grandpa in those to make sure they have a safe environment that lose their shit when they hear that they're bed jumping. And but think of that. But think of that message there. If that is true, that means there's still a strong interest in sex, right? No question. So it's not dead. Yeah, there, there's no dead. question. I think what changes from a physical point of view is because of aches and pains, because of comorbidities, uh, diabetes or heart disease. I think it's fair to say that those uh, medical states are a little higher in uh, in older individuals. It doesn't eliminate us. I remember 35 years ago uh, doing a talk on senior sex. And at that time in California, the uh, highway speed limit was 55. And so I thought it was very cool. I was ahead of my time that I had a, <laughs> uh, a 55 per hour speed limit. And my slide, and I use slides, not, what do we use now? PowerPoints. PowerPoints. I, I had a the little three by uh, whatever they were the little slides with a carousel, and you know fifty five was the speed limit, not the age limit. And I won huge awards with that statement. I don't know if you remember, but it really skyrocketed me to the player I am today in social media. Uh, maybe not, but for the last thirty years we've been playing that and. I remember um, when I have meetings about the implants, the patient profile that I have, my partners have who do sexual health at the meetings, it's not unusual to have 80 and 90 year old people that 
want to be sexually active and there's some other discussions you know is it safe for you guys to do that based on other issues what are you trying to achieve but not unusual i i can tell you on uh, from a boots on the ground urologist who specializes in sexual health the fact that we're having this discussion is embarrassing it's embarrassing to the uh therapists it's embarrassing to other uh sex specialists it's embarrassing to sex educators where it's even an issue we should know that yeah it's an issue and it's a concern and it's a real deal and let's not piss away time talking about whether it's real let's make that time uh useful and let's um uh do something about it and this is what we're trying to do with education and entertainment uh jose i'm going to have you dust off our file files for outro in a moment and i'd like you guys to have the last word um uh pipes give me a give me a take-home message for our 90 year old people uh out there that are sexually active and are trying to figure out what lubricant to get is it okay to talk to my uh grandchildren about taking me to the pharmacy to get viagra or um, vibrators or pillows for helping my uh, position uh, and support my lower back injury so uh, I can have sex with my partner. How do you feel about that? Oh, I, I think there's a ton of options. Maybe maybe not the grandchildren, because they're still kind of coming into themselves a little bit. These are 90-year-old people. Their grandkids are in their 50s, all right? Okay, that's <laughs> Yeah, that's true, because my grandma's 99, so you're right. But let's go to the great-grandchildren, not a conversation. But sometimes people aren't comfortable necessarily talking to their family members about what their needs are or what their concerns or what their questions are. But there are so many people that are out there. Go and find a specialist in sexual health, be it a urologist, your OBGYN, a sex therapist, um, even, you know, some family practice who, who... is, this is a passion for them. Those are the people that you need to go and have those conversations with because they will put you in the right direction. And because this is part of living and feeling and being a whole human being is having all of your needs met. And we have sexual needs, all of us. There, great point. And I'm going to get to you in a, a moment, Mac. But keep in mind that your local pharmacist, I mean, you can get vibrators at Walgreens or Target, um, they're out there. And so if you don't want to wait in line in a copay, talk to your pharmacist about vaginal lubricants that are uh, not hormonally active, so it's safe. Uh, talk to your uh, pharmacist or talk to any of these people uh, about vibrators and, and they'll explain to you how to stimulate the clit and how to use lubrication to make it less uncomfortable. And talk to a Pilates instructor on what kind of pillows you use to prop up your hips so you can have penetrative intercourse and not break a hip. So it doesn't have to be someone in the medical field. It can be allied health, it can be pharmacists, it can be therapists, it can be yoga instructors. In fact, I'll give you a name of my yoga instructor. Phenomenal. But those are real deals. Mac, close out the evening. What are you, what are you adding? 
You know, early in my career, I was shadowing a physician and uh, we were walking into a room with a patient and, and he described what was going on. He said, he said, doctor, I need help. You know, and he's, he was in his mid eighties. He said, I got to I'm heading back to Arizona this winter. I got a trader park waiting for me. You got to help me. And that was my first real introduction that senior sex is alive and strong. It's happening out there. I mentioned Joan Price earlier. We can talk for hours about seniors, uh, senior sex and sexuality, but I encourage you to go to joanprice.com. She has a great blog, uh, ideas about sexuality, partner sex, unpartner sex, because sex is sex, whether you are self-fulfilled or you and your partners fulfilling one another, you know, and, and it's encouraging to have as much sex as you can, because the more you have, the more you enjoy it. It, be, it never gets old. So um, don't get stagnant. Don't think it's their time has gone by. Be involved. It, it's there. It's alive. And you should be alive as well. Great comments. Jose, take us out. Thank you guys for listening. Ask questions. Give us your comments. Uh, Jose has thrown some stuff out. Look for us on TikTok. Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you all. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Thank you for joining the show that never ends. We will pause with our part. However, you can reach us at sexualhealingpodcast.org. We are here to make your sexual health be everything you want it to be. We'll visit with you next week for another episode of Sexual Healing Podcast. Stay sexy out there. <laughs>